Hello and welcome to Locked on Sharks, your daily source for all things San Jose hockey. I'm C. Morley, managing editor of SB Nations via the Fen. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I work under C sometimes. And this weekend, well, I guess last weekend by the time you hear this, is Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> we At are an going... appropriate Thanksgiving time when you can uh, still harvest your grains and whatnot, not in November when it's already snow. Doesn't make I don't any know sense. About that one. November. I don't know about that one. November. Spread out your holidays. Like it's too uh, they, they're, they're way more spread out. No. Halloween's not a holiday. Yes, it is. Are you kidding me? You do anyway. not get holiday. <laughs> I, I can't go into work and be like, hello, sir. Can I have a statutory holiday pay for Halloween? Have no, but you work. come in hungover the day after Halloween. So, like, yeah, it's well, a it's holiday. It's a regular day. <laughs> I can come in hungover any day. <laughs> we're not doing this. Uh, we're going to do our usual Thanksgiving episode, but we're going to do it with the proper Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. No. This. <laughs> proper. This episode <laughs> we are recording ahead of time because like we said it's gonna be canadian thanksgiving this weekend so kyle will not be available for our monday episode that we my usually mom, re- my mom lives huh. in the bush yes <laughs> um that we usually record on sunday nights so we are borrowing a little structure for this episode from the incredible nba podcast it's called horse and you can find them on twitter and stuff at horse underscore hoops i believe most of their stuff is horse hoops they are very very funny guys they are part of the multitude podcast network and they do a show about the nba where they don't ever talk about the wins and losses (laughs) so that is their whole whole format and that is very kyle and i (laughs) to not want to talk about the games at all (laughs) so the way that they structure their show is by doing a segment called that actually happened where one host tells the other about an event in nba history that is usually a little outlandish um always very funny and then they do something called three on three where you rank three best and three worst of something so kyle this week has the that actually happened segment and he's going to tell me a little story should we call it the cock game or (laughs) it's more it's a more of a two-parter it's not quite a trilogy it's like shrek one and two because i don't recognize (laughs) shrek three it's such a good moment in like sharks fan history (laughs) it's just so good because even if you know what's happening there's some there's some little nuggets in there some Mm -hmm. nougats if you're fancy about about stuff that you just didn't know okay so to set it up obviously we're talking about tomas hurdle's four goal game now (laughs) do you remember what year it happened I do not know. Okay, so it happened on October 9th, 2013, which is basically almost a year ago to the day that we're recording this, which is pretty neat. Um, So it was six years ago. Thomas Hurdle has been in our lives for six years. That's crazy. Yeah, so he was a precocious little 20-year-old, which was pretty funny. He was actually 19 at the time because his birthday is in November, so he wasn't quite 20 yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had just got called up, and it was actually his third game in the NHL. That's pretty crazy because he was playing 11 minutes a night (laughs) (laughs) up to this point. Yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't by far a fixture on the team. Now, we're going to play a little trivia. Can you tell me who (laughs) the leading scorers on this team were for the 2013-14 NHL season for San Jose? This 
was before I was a Sharks fan, so no, <laughs> I couldn't. Marlo? Was Marlo one of them? He was third. He had 70 okay. points. Thornton? Second was 76. And... It's funny because those two are already 34 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Would it be Pavelski? I don't know. Yes, it was Pavelski. He had 41 goals, 38 assists for 79 points. After those big three, it drops off to a 24-year-old Logan Couture, who had 54 points. A 28-year-old right-wing Brent Burns (laughs) with 48 (laughs) points. Now that's a different <laughs> this moment in Sharks history when he decided to play wing for a whole year. Yeah. Um, and then when you go down the list, it's it's just ghosts of Sharks past. So it's Tommy Wingles, Dan Boyle, Daddy. Thomas Hurdle's actually ninth in scoring somehow for the season, even though he only played 37 games. He had 25 points. <laughs> Long Beach native Matt Nieto, then your Vlasics, your Havlitz, Shepherds, and then down into random goofballs like Uriah Hayes and Adam Burrish and Big John McCarthy. <laughs> Do you know who the goalies were in this season? Was that that was before Niemi, wasn't it? No, it was no? sixty-four games of anti-Niemi fury. Oh my god! <laughs> this season, and his backup was Alex Stalock. Oh my god, that's rough. Remember when they both played in the NHL? Crazy. Well, anti-Niemi is a Stanley Cup winner, so put some <laughs> respect on his goddamn name. Sorry. <laughs> Not with the Sharks, though. <laughs> no, no. My enduring image of Niemi as a Shark is after letting in a goal, him propping up his mask on top of his head, taking a drink of water, and then looking at the scoreboard. And, like, he did it the exact same carbon copy way every single time and just, like, an emotionless face. It was pretty funny. Anyway, that's neither here nor there because we're here to talk about Thomas Hurdle. So, do you know what team he was playing against? The Rangers. Yes, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the score of that game? I do not know. This is the crazy thing, because I actually forgot that it was this big of a beating. It was 9-2. God. Oh, that's brutal. Now that I say it, I do remember texting with my buddies about the crowd chanting, we want 10. (laughs) uh, After they got to 9, which is a hilarious thing for a team to chant at another professional team, is that (laughs) we want 10. And I'm pretty sure that happened. They chanted, we want, like, 7, we want 8, we want 9, like every time they scored now i think the most important part of this is goal number four do you what's your memories or what not the memories because you weren't a sharks fan yet what do you know about goal number four is that the one that ended his career (laughs) the the goaltender (laughs) yes (laughs) yes it was (laughs) see do you want to go watch the sharks when they come to your hometowns oh gee kyle i don't know (laughs) what about what about going to the theater Oh, I do love the theater. Well, why don't you use Vivid Seats next time? Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to writing fans live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime, like going to the theater. Oh, yeah. Doesn't Vivid Seats have an app? They do. And with the app, you get Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. With rewards, statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers can earn from 10% to 16% credit in all their purchases through our app. And every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. That means you can go out to wherever you want to go and you know that your tickets are going to be good and you're not going to get up to the ticket booth and be like, what do you mean these are fake tickets? Because of the 100% guarantee from Vivid Seats. And as a listener of Locked on Sharks, Vivid Seats has an offer for you. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 That's postseason at checkout with Vivid Seats to receive a discount of up to $100. Okay, so yes, it did end somebody's career. It was Martin Buron. 
uh, <laughs> a little French goalie. And fun fact about Martin Biron is that that summer he actually he actually so by retired we're not joking he literally never played in the NHL again after this. <laughs> Thomas Hurdle literally retired him in the summertime. Martin Biron actually sent Thomas Hurdle his goalie stick signed. Oh my god! Like, Did he really? Her. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> There's a picture of 20-year-old Thomas Hurdle going through the airport with his big goalie stick on his luggage and a big dumb smile on his face. Oh, my god! Yeah. He literally retired and sent him his stick and signed it. For for all the research I could do and what I remember, I don't think Martin Biron was mad about it because the fourth goal was between the legs. Yeah. <laughs> so Thomas Hurdle picks up or gets the pass up the left-hand side. And he's a left-hand shot, and he streaks in and cuts across. And instead of just taking a shot or a deke, he actually puts it back between his legs, puts a stick between his legs, and flips it over a semi a down but semi-poke checking Martin Buren's shoulder, and it goes in. It was insane in the moment. There's this 19-year-old rookie who everybody was like, okay, he's some Czech kid they drafted in the middle rounds. Who knows what he's good? He already has a hat trick, and then he busts out a between the legs on a veteran in an 8-2 game. Yeah. <laughs> just disrespectful <laughs> disrespectful but in the best kind of way yes <laughs> i love it i just would every time you watch the video of it it's just insane that he actually tried it and got away with it i'm pretty sure that todd mcclellan was probably furious and beside himself oh yeah <laughs> I, I can't imagine t-mac was super pumped about this it was crazy that thomas hurdle was doing what he did and then I think the best part of the story is getting to the after part, yes. <laughs> which is yes. which is truly the part that lives on in infamy because everybody knows about Bjorn retiring and the four goals and blah 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 blah. But should we just go straight to Joe Thornton? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares what Thomas Hurdle had to yeah. say. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about what he had to say. Um, so to- Joe Thornton, because he's the consummate leader, no matter that he doesn't have a C or a letter on his shirt, he's always the leader of this team. He realized that people were getting upset, and so he stepped in and kind of started putting people into their place. He kind of took the spotlight off of Hurdle. He, the kid's a rookie. He barely speaks English. He was just doing what he was just having fun playing hockey. So somebody was asking Marlo about Hurdle and whether he was showboating, which obviously he was, but at the same time, who cares? They're professional athletes. Marlo or Thornton steps in and says, shut up. Have you ever played the game? Which I'm not a big play the game guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that people who haven't played the game can do it, but... The fact that Marlos or Thornton starts this off with shut up, <laughs> just to some random reporter. <laughs> and then everybody looks at him and you can find this video. Everybody looks at him and he goes, I'd have my cock out if I scored four goals. I'd have my cock out stroking it. <laughs> it was just like the quote to end all hockey quotes. <laughs> there, it doesn't get better than that. It literally doesn't. Not even it's. It's. I think it's amplified too because he didn't say like dick or anything. He said cock. Right. Specifically. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> just makes it like like easier to make jokes about, I guess, because we we now we call it the rooster trick and <laughs> scoring four goals because you would have your cock out. Thank God for Joe Thornton. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be old people in like fifty years from now, and people will still say rooster trick. Yeah, I think it's oh, just absolutely. entered. The, I think it's just entered like the vocabulary. I mean, the um, fact that other teams 
fans talk about rooster tricks like i know the leafs fandom has used it in terms of austin matthews and his first game scoring four goals they're like austin matthews rooster trick and like we just know what that means like it is spread so far and wide (laughs) because it is just that iconic the best enduring part about this though is that well thomas hasn't scored four goals since but joe thornton when Joe Thornton scores a goal, everybody's like, yeah, hoo He passed it into the net. Joke's on you, everybody. And then when he scores two, you can kind of feel the social media <laughs> and the hockey world kind of be like, oh. And it's they the raise eyes their emoji. Eye. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, okay then. Okay. And Joe Thornton last year had, did he have two hat tricks last year? One in the playoffs, one regular? When he, hits, when he hits three goals, literally the entire hockey world stops. <laughs> It just doesn't matter what else is going on. Connor McDavid could have seven goals. It doesn't matter. <laughs> everybody, everybody is tweeting chicken emojis, rooster pictures. It's, it's everybody wants it to happen and we're running out of time, but we just need it so badly. Yes, before he retires. Do you think no. he would do a jerk off motion right on the ice? Oh God, I would hope so. <laughs> if he doesn't, then that would just be a shame. It'd be a, a wasted opportunity. I have actually a bonus that actually happened about this because while we were talking about this before we started recording, I found out that there's a whole part of this story that Kyle doesn't actually know. So again, this was before I was a Sharks fan. However, I know a little bit more about the history of how this all came to light because it happened in Vancouver and I am friends with a lot of Vancouver media and we, we wouldn't know any of this if it were not for Jason Botchford. And he already has just this incredible legacy. And if you don't know, he he passed away not that long ago. And it's still just very raw in, in Vancouver and in the media there. But this is like just part of his incredible legacy. And it actually sparked a little bit of controversy <laughs> because the comment was made by Thornton when he wasn't being interviewed and there was this whole ethical question of whether or not this was considered quote locker room talk and if Botchford had crossed an ethical line by releasing it. So I'm, I'm going to just kind of read through this article on Yahoo sports by, I mean, you can probably guess who wrote this, right? Lambert. No, but yeah, (laughs) I was like, you're in the right, right vein here. (laughs) Um, so the headline is, did Jason Botchford cross the ethical line in reporting Joe Thornton's, quote, revealing celebration? I'm just going to read it. Screw it. Let's just get this out of the way first. The hockey world is a better place today with the knowledge that a Joe Thornton hat trick is four goals and on ice masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Thornton's now infamous joke about his goal celebration is something Nancy Dowd couldn't have scripted better. His nickname is Jumbo for Peter's sake, and one that makes Joe Thornton infinitely cooler than he was this morning. The question is whether we should have ever been privy to it. To recap, reporters were interviewing Patrick Marlowe in the visitors' locker room in Vancouver ahead of the San Jose Sharks game against the Canucks on Thursday night. Marlowe was asked a question about Sharks rookie Tomas Hurdle and his fancy fourth goal against the New York Rangers. Thornton cut off the question, saying to TSN reporter Farhan Laji, Shut up, have you ever played the game? According to Jason Botchford of the province, Thornton had the attention of the press scrum and then joked, I'd have my rooster out if I scored four goals. I'd have my rooster out stroking it. Only he didn't say rooster. 
<laughs> there was much laughter from the 20 or so media members that heard the line. Only one, Botchford, reported it in his notebook for the province. Once public, the Thornton quote went huge and surged in popularity. Here's where things get a little dicey. Did Thornton know this was on the record? Should he have anticipated that saying anything with the reporters in the room meant it could be quoted? Or is there an unspoken agreement between media and players that what's said by one player when the cameras, recorders, and attention are on another player is effectively off the record, especially when those comments are off color? One assumes Thornton was embarrassed to have this joke get into publication. And based on some informed speculation, it could open him up to a fine from the NHL. The Sharks' Scott Emmert, director of communication, released the following statement about the reporting on Thornton. Quote, I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone in the industry that locker room talk exists. Professional reporters understand that concept and respect it. This is a pathetic attempt to generate some page hits and controversy by reporting an off-the-cuff and off-the-record comment made by someone who wasn't even being interviewed at the time. End quote. First off, the pathetic attempt to generate some page hits claim is asinine. It was a quote buried in a notebook. Even if Botchford promoted it on Twitter, it's not as if it was the centerpiece of his reporting. But was it off the record? Botchford addressed his decision to report the quote to TSN's off the record. Quote, frankly, it was a pretty easy decision for me. It's nonsense that this is off the record. Joe interrupted with insolence. Editor's note, really? <laughs> insolence? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Another scrum to tell a reporter, Farhan Laji of TSN, to shut up. 20 reporters turned to Joe. He said his joke, and a joke that really made the whole hurdle discussion seem ridiculous. I think it was appropriate to go forward pushing the quotes for the quote for a lot of reasons. First and foremost, because I work for a publication that asked me to think, write, and report with Edge, and that's what I think I did today. The problem here for Joe is that he said the comment to about 20 reporters. I looked around, and about half of them had cameras. If any of them had reported it, and I had not, I would have been called to the carpet by my boss and asked why I didn't publish one of the quotes of the year. If you watch the interview, Botchford seems to believe that he was on a crusade to defend the honor of Lashi by reporting Thornton's You Never Played the Game malice. He also makes the bizarre accusation that Thornton had said the Sedins play like Mary-Kate and Ashley, that everyone would report it, somehow equating Thornton joking about whipping his junk out during a four-goal game with a misogynistic taunt against an opponent. So did Botchford cross an ethical line? Sort of. Anyone that's been in the locker room, especially after practice, has heard lewd comments and colorful language from he's the expletive man when an unsung player is being given the media spotlight to outright mockery of that same media. It's not something that gets reported by those on the beat. There's an expectation by the players that the on-the-record stuff doesn't begin until the scrum begins or the reporter starts a one-on-one. It's just how it's always been. There is more to this article, but I think that gets the most of it. So it's all about this like unspoken rule in the dressing room where if you aren't the one being interviewed that ethically you're still off the record but I think it is kind of a gray area and again it speaks to Botchford specifically as a journalist because uh, again if you're not familiar with his work he did something called the Pravis with the province and then when he joined the athletic it became the athletes and it was really popular in Vancouver media because he really took this interesting different approach to sports writing and he basically had this list of best whatever from the night and the Thornton quote ended up in there and it wasn't the main point of the article but it was still said to a room full of reporters with cameras he for sure meant it there's (laughs) video of it so had Botchford not written it down someone would have I mean the video could have gone viral for all we know for sure like Thornton knew what he was doing yeah (laughs) there are cameras on like that's the thing once all of those cameras turn on you I don't think you can raise the is this an ethical reporting to 
report that quote because yeah. it's it's a, a very clearly on the record at that point. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> dumb. That's dumb. It was it was Joe Thornton clearly meant it to to be published. Like, and in the subsequent years since, people have like brought it up and asked about it. Joe Thornton doesn't shy away from it or be like, oh, why did you guys bring that up? Like. He clearly meant it. <laughs> he was just, yeah. There's no two ways around it. He clearly meant it. And Joe Thornton is the man. He is a legend. He is amazing. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the fact that Joe in the years since has been very jokey about it. I mean, I think last year he was asked when he had three goals about whether or not he was trying to get the fourth one. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he has, he's very good natured about it now. And the fact that the quote came from Scott of verses coming from Joe Thornton saying, you know, that that Bashford shouldn't have reported this. I think it was more that the Sharks didn't want that to get out as opposed to Joe Thornton not actually wanting to say that on the record. Yeah, they're just doing their spit, but yeah. it is what it is and it happened. And yeah, it is that forever. actually happened. It is, it is forever <laughs> ours. Thank you, Thomas Hurdle. Yes. Thank you, Joe Thornton. We appreciate you. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into our three-on-three. It's going to be three best and three worst. Uh, For the three best, I want to talk about the three best videos put out by the Sharks. So whether that is a commercial or a video on their YouTube, three best videos. And then three worst acting performances. And I'm going to open this up to just by hockey players as opposed to just by Sharks players. Because it's a little hard to, to pinpoint just three Sharks players, I think. So what is your... Number three, yes. Best video put out by the Sharks. Slappy the Elf. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Slappy the Elf makes no sense. So San Jose was really good at Christmas videos, or I guess holiday videos, and they put out a lot all in a row. And Slappy the Elf was like right in that zone where they really hit their stride of what they were doing. And it's really funny to go back and watch it because it's a stupid elf on the shelf. Is the yeah. whole concept. Uh, I guess it's technically Slappy the Enchanted Holiday Elf. <laughs> it's like Danny Heatley, Rob Blake is in it, Patrick Marlowe. This came out in 2015. It is epically weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. My number three is, I'm kind of cheating here a little bit, but it's the the Deep series that the Sharks did. It is a series of videos, yes. Um, and it started in the 2016 season, which is just a really great, I guess, coincidence that that was the year that they decided to do it. And that was their first ever Stanley Cup final appearance. So that video series helped make me a Sharks fan. I think getting that kind of deep dive into these players and getting to really see their personalities and the major stories from the season from their perspective was really, really cool. And it's so well done. And they kept doing it for, I believe, three seasons. I'm not 100%. I don't think they've done it. They did it last year. I don't don't remember. But it's really well produced and one of my favorite things. I still rewatch it all the time, actually. Yeah, I didn't really watch much of it, but you could tell, like, as soon as you watch it, there was clear production value and they were trying to do something pretty cool but it was kind of neat seeing behind the scenes and stuff like that and obviously you get edited versions but it was really good like they put a lot of time and effort i wish they would bring it back actually yeah me too sharks video guys if you're you're listening do that get right, the budget your... back <laughs> yes please kyle what's your number two i'm taking the term best in the fact that at the time it was probably pretty cool and it's horribly awful now but at the same time it is 
awesome to go back and watch this hilarious mess. And it's the weird San Jose Sharks intro video from like 1991. Oh um, my god. <laughs> okay, so wait. It features sharks flying, first of all. For some reason, they're flying out of the ice or out of the water and they dive back in and then they turn, they get onto the ice somehow and turn into weird shitty 90s graphics shark players oh my god <laughs> it's it's so so fucking bad <laughs> this <laughs> it's called the original 90s san jose sharks in arena open they the sharks there's six of them they come when they get into the arena they like hover down onto the ice and then like morph into having like pads and jerseys on but their heads are just straight upwards they're not looking forward they're just like straight tubes everybody has to go watch it it's hilarious to watch it now it's peak peak early 90s schlock oh that's so funny <laughs> i honestly hadn't even thought about some of the old ones like the real old stuff but who i'm gonna have to rewatch that my number two is <laughs> it's a video of jason demers <laughs> Like who would who would have guessed? Um, and he's in the locker room. It's I think it's just called like Thanksgiving or something. And it's Jason Demers interviewing all of the players about their Thanksgiving plans. And it is so funny. Like it makes me cry with laughter. Like every single time I watch it because he he asks like first of all just this Sharks team is so funny because James Shepard is in this video. Anti Niemi is in this video. Matt Baby Erwin Couture is in this video. Yes, Baby Logan Couture. And actually, when he interviews Couture, he's like, so do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? And Couture's like, no, if some some ladies want to cook for us, <laughs> he's so awkward. And so like, like yeah, some, some females want to come make us some dinner. <laughs> That's very on brand for Logan Couture. <laughs> it's so funny. It's um, called Happy then, Thanksgiving. It yeah. was posted on November 28th, 2013. It's incredible. It's so funny i'm like crying just thinking about it because it is the funniest video like james shepherd puts his arm around jason demers he's like this is how we're doing it he's like yeah this is how we're doing it like, <laughs> it's so good and auntie niemi is obsessed with ham like he really like <laughs> um demers is asking him like well who you gonna like what are you gonna make or whatever he's like ham is that <laughs> is this ham <laughs> is this ham <laughs> Like, is it a ham holiday? <laughs> yes, Auntie. <laughs> so good. Uh, that is my number two. It almost would make my number one, except I think we're going to have the same number one. Yeah, it's holiday sweater. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the best video of all time. It's so good. Number one and a half would be the holiday sweater outtakes, <laughs> because that's also very good. But yeah. What is your favorite moment from holiday sweater? From holiday sweater? I don't know, because it's just, <laughs> I think the article written about it might be my favorite part, because it's like Matt Nieto, who dabbles in music, and like, it's I think I have two rapping. Yeah, okay, so my, I, it's a toss-up between Randy Hahn rapping <laughs> in the booth. <laughs> like, is he the intro with, like, the big chains and, like, the DJ, or is that Dan Rusinowski? That's Dan Rusinowski, Yeah. <laughs> And like he's like Randy Hunt's in the booth and he has a bunch of ties. Like it's really funny. Oh yeah. Um, one um, of the, the worst part is at the end they do the weird Brendan Dillon thing, but Brendan Dillon can't really act. <laughs> so yeah. It's just super awkward, but then he whistles it on the way in. 
the best part is going through and looking at random dudes and then trying to figure out who like would stay on the team. Like Chris Tierney's in that video, Matt Nieto's in that video, John Scott's in that video. Uh, yes. Barkley Goodrow so is a feature player. <laughs> Miami that is with like, these huge stunner shades. Oh my god, yeah. No, uh, John Scott is actually my other toss-up between my favorite moments because John Scott rapping is so funny. It's so funny, but he says something about Santa slipping through the five hole and that <laughs> that's just incredible. <laughs> like, that the universe came together for John Scott <laughs> to say he'd let Santa slip through his five hole. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> done. <laughs> so good. Just absolutely iconic. <laughs> Who James Shepard is also in this video. Mm-hmm. It's somebody has a boom box. Oh my god. It's good. Oh, it's James Shepard also has like a weird creeper mustache. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's literally perfect and they had the right group of young guys willing to do it. And Matt Nieto being the one to take the lead is just funny for many reasons, but really well produced and written and yes. stuff like that. It's not it's not hacky. Like even Slappy no. the Elf and stuff is kind of like cheesy. This is the perfect kind of cheese that where it's not cheesy at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very good. And I miss the Sharks doing stuff like that, to be honest. I don't think the last couple of years they haven't done as much in terms of funny stuff. A lot of their funny videos have been stuff that they record like just before the season. And then they don't do anything in season, really. And I miss it. I, w- I would just like to read you before we move on to the worst. I would just like to read you one of the one of the verses. Oh my god, please. They don't look tacky. They don't look weird. They feel kind of funky like a playoff Playoff beard. beard. <laughs> it goes into feel like I scored an empty netter when I put on my holiday sweater. <laughs> yep. I look I look so fly, I look so sexy, even with my face smashed, smashed up, on the, up on the plexi. When it snows or the weather gets wetter, I just whip out my holiday sweater. <laughs> Yeah, that was Demers's verse. And I think actually in the video at one point they have James Shepard mouthing the words, but it's clearly Demers's voice. <laughs> but yeah, that was his verse. It's so good. When he does the my face smashed up on the plexi. <laughs> it's so good. God, I love this team. Ugh. All right. Three worst acting performances by hockey players. What is your number three? Anything that John Tavares touches. Oh God! I, I, Has he acted in anything? Yeah, I think he's been in some Tim Hortons commercials. God. I'll just call. I'll just call his intermission interviews acting. <laughs> he has to be the most boring human being on earth. Yeah, like oh, that. God. That that man buys Lay's original. He eats like wintergreen ice cream. Like he, <laughs> he's just a straight missionary man. Like he just like I don't I don't. He's just so boring and such a cliche hockey machine. And he's yeah. got a really deep voice, so it makes it sound even worse. But like yeah. He's been in some Tim Hortons commercials and stuff like that. It's just, it's not good, Bob. Oh, that's rough. I actually managed to do all Sharks here. So maybe not my top three worst ever, but I could only think of Sharks videos once I got in the Sharks videos mindset. So my number three actually is Brendan Dillon at the end of Holiday Sweater just coming oh, in nice. like, ah. Oh! did I miss it? <laughs> like he, he's very clearly trying like to not laugh. And then like, he just keeps humming holiday sweater, holiday sweater. Like he doesn't actually do the song. He just does that little bit. <laughs> and it's imagine, so imagine getting traded to the team and like, do you want to be in this holiday sweater? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Now, first of all, can you act? <laughs> no, perfect. I love it. It's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> What's your number two? Okay, so this is an old one. Okay. Uh, it's 
from a while ago. It's a Montreal Canadiens one. This video, my dad and I quote this to each other. So it's from 1983. Okay. It's a, it's a Maurice the Rocket Richard commercial. Oh, no. It's for Grecian formula. Do you know what Grecian formula is? No. So Grecian formula is like a hair dye to get rid of grays. Okay. But like you can imagine how it was in the 80s. And the crux of the... <laughs> Of of the commercials that the rocket gets the rocket gets a penalty for looking too good because of his Grecian formula, and so the key line is, "Hey, Richard, two minutes for looking so good." <laughs> he skates <laughs> up and stops and smiles with the Grecian formula. It's it's so so fucking bad. You have to just Google it. He says other things like the change was so gradual, it's so natural, no one even noticed. But he's like this old French man. <laughs> oh my god. Uh it's just it's just hey Richard, two minutes for looking so good is just so funny. And the ref opening up the penalty box door. The Rocket hadn't played since like the 60s or 70s. Like this is 1983. It's it's real bad, but it's really funny. You have to watch it. But <laughs> that sounds amazing. My number two is gonna be another christmas video and it is the one the holiday party one all i remember is couture and pavelski are like eating dip or whatever like logan couture comes up to sharky and is like dude you gotta like say something to pabs like he's eating all of the food <laughs> and then couture goes up to pavelski and is like just making like these little snide comments but it's so poorly acted <laughs> Like, you can tell they're just, like, they don't know how to have good comedic timing. <laughs> it's really rough. But it's funny because it's rough. But, yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> the poor sharks. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to make an honorable mention to this 1979 New York Rangers. They do a sexy, in quotes, dance routine for tight jeans, for Sasson jeans. It's Phil Esposito, Ron Duguay, Anders Hedberg, and I can't remember the other guy. But, yeah, they do this, like, horribly unsexy dance it's so funny that's my honorable mention it's it's so bad and funny and 70s I, I have an honorable mention actually too it's that video with Connor McDavid and Brent Burns doing the CCM like shooting challenge he's not really <laughs> acting but like Connor McDavid is just so awkward why are they putting him in promos <laughs> Ugh, it was real bad <laughs> All right, so, so what's your number, number one? one it comes from us from Finland okay it stars Timo Solani okay <laughs> I believe it's a commercial for milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's two minutes long. So I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this because it's so bizarre. It's in Finnish. So you don't really know what's going on. But somehow this kid sees Timo Solani or whatever. And then he goes to bed or whatever. But then Timo sneaks into his room like a creeper and wakes <laughs> the kid up and then takes this kid out onto the streets and they use the power of milk to like freeze the streets so they can play hockey and the power of milk <laughs> yeah they like drink milk like really dramatically like in a commercial and then the ice starts forming on like the streets and then they play then the kid sucks or something and then yeah <laughs> it's it's really bad because it just like doesn't make any sense and it's a milk commercial but it's kind of like a weird creepy child abduction video and the kid then wakes up in the morning and believes he can do anything. I don't know. You have to watch it. it you can Google it as like Timo Solani milk commercial. Oh my God. It's horrendous and I can't horribly, <laughs> horribly creepy. The way that Timo stares at this poor little child while like giving this <laughs> creepy grin and then it's for milk. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> after, at incredible. the end of it. 
it's so bizarre. I cannot, I cannot describe how bizarre it is. Oh my god, I cannot wait to watch this. Okay, you've never seen it before. No, <laughs> I have not. My number one, again, like I said, I stuck with sharks. And when I came up with this three on three, I immediately thought of this for my worst one. So maybe it's not the actual worst, but it is the first one that came to mind. It is the shark series of the players doing like so and so is a terrible whatever, but he's pretty good at hockey. <laughs> Do you remember those commercials? No. Oh my god, they're on their YouTube, so you should definitely check them out. Like I, I can't remember them off my off the dome. I think that uh, Pavelski one is like Joe Pavelski is a terrible poker player or something. Oh, like that. is but one of them bagging groceries? Maybe, yeah. I don't remember all of them, but the worst one is, and I believe there are like three different versions of it. Is Logan Couture is a terrible pizza guy, <laughs> and, and this poor man cannot act. Like uh, one of them is he delivers the pizza box and it's empty, and the guy's like, "You ate it," and he's like, he just shrugs. <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> like Logan Couture has that dumb smile on his face the whole time because he he cannot not smile unless he's just like pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh, it is terrible. <laughs> like, don't don't quit your day job, Logan. <laughs> like, <laughs> never gonna make it as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea. Which which one of these commercials do you think is the worst of all of our worst ones? Or... Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Do I, I'm gonna a... sway. I'm gonna sway you. Yeah. I went to the Reddit comments for the milk commercial. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> here's oh, some God. here's some highlights. This is the greatest thing to hit the internet since porn. Please don't jerk off to that. <laughs> Timu Solani watches boys sleep dot dot dot. <laughs> so Timu Solani is some kind of Finnish milk Santa question mark. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This I reminds don't... me of a Disney movie from the 90s. You know, I think I'd react a bit more if I woke up to see Timu in the darkness staring at me in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Somebody also said BRB gonna funnel two gallons of milk. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, I, def- <laughs> I definitely need to watch this. So uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us for this weird little episode that we're doing. Sorry that Kyle sucks and won't <laughs> be here on Monday. <laughs> I'll be here in spirit. <laughs> but we will recap the Calgary game that will be available for you on Tuesday. So if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, we are at Locked on Sharks. You can get a hold of us at LockedOnSharks at gmail.com. We want to say thank you to the Honey Wilders for letting us use their song Idlewild as their intro and outro. You can find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Spotify. Just search the Honey Wilders. Thank you to Horse for letting us steal your format for an episode. They didn't you know we were doing incredible. it. They don't. They have no idea. <laughs> Probably they don't know who we are. They don't know who we are. Better uh, way to do that, but they are incredible. They're very funny. You should check them out. That podcast again. It's just called Horse in all caps, and they are on Twitter at horse underscore hoops. If you want to follow Kyle on Twitter, he is at Kyle Demetrius. If you want to follow C on the machine, follow them at Now You See Me, and it's an S and an I and an E, just like their name. Yeah, it is. Any final thoughts, Kyle? Sweet potato pie with marshmallows on top is still confusing and terrible. Gross. Gross.